I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. That's right, openstudio.com. No, not openstudio.com. <laughs> openstudionetwork.com. <laughs> you're the CEO of the Sorry. company. <laughs> Whatever. Google Open Studio <laughs> if you're interested. What's going on? Oh, nothing, man. Uh, we're, we're deep into recording these uh, You'll Hear It's for this week. And I uh, wanted to add a list of our seven favorite jazz guitarists, because I don't think we've ever covered this. We're on like episode, what is this, 1,552 or something (laughs) by now? Yeah, well, we're pianists and we hate guitar, of course. Why would (laughs) we cover it? (laughs) It's interesting because I feel like guitar is an interesting jazz instrument, right? Like guitarists are the king of every other kind of popular music. (laughs) Right. But in guitar, or but in the jazz world, they're kind of like, you know, under the radar. That's right. Well, and I think... um, you know, I, I'm just kidding. We don't hate guitarists. I think what it is as pianists, we're actually envious of guitarists in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. We occupy some of the same space, but really some of my happiest musical moments in, in reflecting and, and us looking at this list, uh, I realized was from listening to and playing with great guitarists. Yeah, absolutely. You know? they've, they've really helped shape the music. And I mean, if you think about it, like piano and guitar are really in, 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 in many ways the most similar um, instruments within the jazz world to each other in that... Uh, they're probably the only instruments that can really do a solo gig, solo performance. And look, Sonny Rollins' solo saxophone, I'm sure, was amazing at the at the at the museum in New York and everything. So, I mean, if you're at the top of the game, but I mean, if you're just an average pianist or guitarist, you can really do a nice gig on your own and kind of. Of course, it's better with the rhythm section and sure. horns or vocals, but I mean, you can sort of do that. I think. Is there anything else besides piano and guitar that can kind of hold it down? Well, the bass. We learned that in yesterday's <laughs> yeah, in the episode. Yeah, 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 the classy Christmas. But uh, you know, not as not as much. Um, I mean, obviously, like you know, the B three organ, but that's kind of an offshoot of, of right. Any kind of keys instrument can do it. Yep. Um, I love doing duo gigs with a guitarist too. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, when you get the right guitarist and the right pianist, there's nothing like it. I, I think it, it it gets a lot of bad rap because it's done badly a lot because there's so much potential to clash. There's so much coverage of the same area, but I mean the instruments are so different texturally, mm-hmm. texturally. Yeah, um, that you know you just have to listen really well which is number one, yeah. listen. Yeah. Um, and then you can have an incredible time with, yeah. with, with uh, guitar and piano. Yeah, I enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. All right, so what do we got for number one here? Well, number one, we're going back to the source, back to the roots. Um, Charlie Christian. Yeah. You know, such a, I mean, obviously not the first jazz guitarist, but really, I mean, could we say he's the Louis Armstrong of the guitar? He is the, the original innovator of the yeah. electric guitar, for sure. I mean, not just for jazz guitar, but of the entire genre yeah. of electric guitar. Yeah, because, I mean, I think one thing that's unique about guitar in the jazz world, I mean, certainly coming out of blues and then kind of running a parallel and also often crisscrossing path between jazz and blues, the guitar um, became such an important instrument, as you said, you know, rock and roll, R&B, um, all these different, you know, folk and different things. They certainly had their own influences besides jazz and blues, but big influences from jazz and blues and big influences on those later musics, popular forms of music coming out of particularly the guitar as, as a frontline instrument. Yeah, I mean, innovative stuff. Uh with uh, Benny Goodman sextet yeah. back in the day. Yeah. That was just an innovative group. It was. For the time. And, and I mean, politically groundbreaking. Totally. Politically, and I mean, he like the Jackie Robinson of jazz in a lot of ways in terms of like, you know, being on network television and the things that Benny Goodman's group did as an integrated band. 
And he really was the star soloist of that, which was kind of the first time that it happened with the guitar. Right. You know, it was usually, you know, reserved to the rhythm instrument if it was in right. the band at all. Right. But this, you know, because he was able to get that sound, that electric sound and turn up, yep. he was able to be the star soloist. Yeah, and he could do both the rhythm and the soloing. And then I think you even heard, you, you know, you hear about a lot of, you know, rock and R&B guitar icons later on. Like if there's one jazz guitarist they'll reference, it's usually they're talking about the blues guitarists, which yeah. are great too, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. But like Charlie Christian's name will come up, you know, like from the Stones guys and 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 but you know Eric Clapton and stuff. I mean, he he was really known as as, as an innovator and an originator totally. on, on the instrument. So number two, we have the great Herbie Ellis. Yes, you know, most well known from the Oscar Peterson trio. Yep. Uh, the ability to to replace in some cases a drummer. Yep. Is pretty awesome uh, power that the guitar has. But Herb Ellis, also great soloist, like groovy solos, yep. you know, really nice um, contrast to Oscar's playing. Yeah. You know, like very melodic, but, but a lot of blues in there, a lot of groove happening, and just felt really good. When, when that trio kicked it into like some high swing and stuff, he could be as intense as almost any drummer for that kind of swing in, you know, four on the floor kind of stuff. Man. Yep, yep. Yeah. So. Herb Ellis, long career. Long, Long career. career. Yep. Yeah. Um, great. Number three, we have Grant Green, St. Louis's own Grant Green. Probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I love. I mean, I love everybody on here, and I, I don't know if you noticed as you were just talking. I added some more because I just we had some glaring omissions. Oh, oh, and this go. is going to make you think of other people. I mean, wow. Just it's it's like a, it's like an endless well. Yeah. There's a ton. But I think Grant Green, not just because of his St. Louis connection. But such a groovy player, such a swinging player, yep. such a, I mean, there's no reason to even compare him to another instrument, but it's always interesting if you, I mean, it's almost like, you know, Art Blakey or something of yeah. the guitar and that like can just, you know, feel so good and can play, you know, certain styles in a way that you think that he invented them, you know, like a shuffle, boogaloo, the swing. I mean, just Grant Green, just a master and, and what a melodic guitarist. I mean, we talk about rhythm and soloing and stuff, but just a great me melodyist. Is that a word? That is a, that is a word. I'm no, throwing some words out there. One of the now. more grooving musicians ever. I was actually listening on the way in uh, this record, Feeling the Spirit. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Herbie Hancock, Billy yep. Higgins. They're doing uh, a bunch of spirituals. And man, yep. is that feel great. Yep. Check that out. Good for the soul and good for the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got number four. Uh -huh. I mean, this is how deep this list is. Number four is Wes Montgomery. So it's like... There's no slouch right there. That's right. Now, Wes is kind of... You know, I think uh, in terms of timeline, I guess he's oper uh, you know occupying the same kind of space as Grant Green, yeah. a similar age maybe. But um, you know, there's some overlap in their styles, and certainly like the understanding of the groove and stuff. I always think of Wes as well. I mean, look, Wes can play any different groove as well. Um, yeah. But really, just in terms of straight ahead swinging straight in, ahead. in that, yeah. you know, the recordings he did with like the you know Wynton Kelly trio mm -hmm. and the live stuff, live at the half note and stuff. You know that. Like he almost has the perfect kind of feel and swing for Wynton Kelly and Paul Chambers, you know, Jimmy Cobb, Philly Joe Jones, like that kind of a feel of which so much, you know, later playing for guitarists and rhythm section emanated afterwards. And he really integrated with the rhythm section in a way that was like really, I think, set the tone for a lot of post bop. I hate using that term, but I'm using it because I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I know, Can no we call it because the yeah, PB? Uh, Let's call it PB. <laughs> that's even worse to me. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, in terms of uh, he was a guitarist that really slid into that space with just ease and grace and, and style. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so for number one, two, three, four, five, we're going to yeah. go a little more modern here uh, with a Western Missouri 
kid named Pat Matheny. That's right. Uh, Certainly out of the Kansas City area. Uh, Certainly one of the more original, not just guitarists, but jazz musicians ever. Yes. Really developed his own sound from an early, uh, from a young age. And one of the, you know, talk about melodic, one of the most melodic jazz players ever. Um, Great composer. Yeah. Extraordinary musician. Yeah. In all regards. Well, and I'm I'm glad that, that you... Because the the list I was looking, you had a gentleman named Pat Matheny listed. Oh, and so I didn't know, but I'm glad you decided to go with Pat Matheny. Is Pat Matheny a good uh, guitarist as well? No, he's <laughs> he plays on the corner here at Olive and Grand. <laughs> nice guy though. Nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Matheny is is somebody that I you know I heard when I was real young. Some great recordings. Actually, him and his brother Mike Matheny, who's a trumpet player. Um, but you know when I was listening, to St. Louis Cardinals ex manager Mike Matheny. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe. Isn't that this, and wasn't it Mike Matheny, Trump, Pat's brother? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, but you know, Pat. The, I mean, the the Pat Matheny group with Lyle Mays. Yeah. You know, going back to that, like that really. You know, not only his playing. I mean, obviously, guitarists just geeked out on his playing. But what he did with that group and leading that group. And I know, I know, Lyle was obviously. I mean, everybody. The whole band was a big part of it. But I mean, Matheny was always so forward thinking. You know, with his orchestra, uh, or- orchestron project, yeah. where he was triggering all these acoustic instruments. But incredible. Oh, yeah. And even some of the recent stuff. You know, the stuff he did with Brad Meldow Trio. Amazing. Yes. Like really yeah. great stuff. Yep. Um, Okay, so now we're going to get into an area where we would be at number six, and I'm starting to get nervous, and this is when I started adding some people. Yeah, we have 10 on here now. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite players and favorite people and good friend, Mark Whitfield. That's a good good call. Mark Whitfield, young guitarist. Well, young. If we're we're young, he's young. So are we young? No. No, (laughs) young in spirit. So uh, Mark is somebody I, I met, you know, in the early 90s in New York. He was really on that. The young lions, um, <laughs> young Cubs scene, you know, um, and not the Chicago Cubs. Hate them, but uh, you know, he Mark is just like one of the most astute technicians. Definitely coming out of the. Oh man, now I'm going to mention people we got to add on. George Benson. How do we not have him on this list? Does he count? Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So let's. No, we should add. do more of a. We should do a whole like groove guitarist, smooth, smooth yeah. guitarist. But thing. George was and is a great jazz I know guitarist. He's a straight too. ahead. He just isn't too. documented doing that a whole lot. Yeah. There's a Lou Donaldson record with some incredible George Benson playing. A All couple right. of them. But anyway, Mark Whitfield really was very influenced by actually that era of George uh, George Benson playing um and then you know certainly west montgomery charlie Cruz. i mean all these yeah. he re- really come out of that the jazz stuff but but mark really knew a lot of different styles a lot of the funk stuff and you know he's actually i don't know if you know this a little fun fact about mark whitfield he appears on several tracks on the original d'angelo brown sugar album oh really yeah absolutely mark nice, whitfield. Man. well so that our number uh seven here appears on several tracks on the D'Angelo Voodoo album. That's, That's right. Charlie yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Apparently, D'Angelo is a connoisseur of great young uh, jazz, New York guitarist. jazz guitarists. Yeah. <laughs> no, Charlie Hunter, if you haven't heard his music, it's amazing. And, and I was, I'll, I'll put a caveat on it. Like A lot of people think it's amazing because he plays bass and guitar at the same time. Right. He has a specially designed guitar that has the two bottom strings are bass strings and the four top strings are guitar strings. Yeah. And he can do them both and it's so funky and grooving and he can solo and and sound great but even if that wasn't the case even if it was just guitarist he's really just one of the 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 crazy smartest musicians you'll ever meet yeah. incredible musician super groove smart uh, guy smart, smart guy smart genius guy. genius kind of level of, yeah. of intellect and weird but ge- no, weird but genius. <laughs> no but 
his whole concept, he's got two amps on either side of the stage. One is where the bass comes out. One is where the guitar comes out. Yeah. And he's playing both. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience, especially live. He tours a lot. And if, if you ever get a chance to see the Charlie Hunter group, no matter what he's doing. Yeah, solo, the group, duo. Man, he's yeah. bad cat, bad cat. Totally. Okay, great. Now we're going to get into the Uncharted add-ons. I, I don't even want to say add-ons. Uh, I mean, we these... should do, this is 10 now. We're going to say this. Okay, thing. this is 10. Good. Oh, 10. Yeah. So next is our dear friend, the great Romero Lubumbo. Amazing. Yeah. Um, really, you know, t- top of the charts for Brazilian. Well, we're always talking about how are we going to categorize him because he is not a bossa nova guitarist. No. He's not a samba guitarist. He's a Brazilian guitarist in that he's from Brazil, but his, uh, you know, his understanding and, and abilities to play a, a, ver- a wide variety of styles, it kind of typecasts him in, in, a, in a weird way to say he's only a Brazilian. So I like to call him a Brazilian jazz guitarist. I think actually. that's what he is. He's a yeah. Brazilian, j- comma, jazz, <laughs> jazz guitarist. guitarist. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's interesting about Romero, like his whole thing, like he wanted to come to the States to play rock and roll guitar and blues. Yeah. And he was like, man, that's American music and jazz. All, all three of those. I mean, jazz kind of started to sort of take off as he got deeper into it. Yeah. But he talks about being really young and like hearing that American sound. And it's so interesting to me because we always think about the American musicians and guitarists um, wanting that Brazilian sound and going down there. And we always forget like what we create, especially for the guitar. It's such a unique thing that attracted all these great guitarists to come to New York, to come to LA, to come to the States, to be a part of the sound and, and to be influenced by our great t- tradition. That's a good point. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's an incredible blues player, really just shows you, you don't have to be from Mississippi, Louisiana, um, Alabama to play blues. Doesn't hurt though. What's really amazing about <laughs> Homero is his the finger style. Yes. I mean, he's probably one of the best jazz guitarists in the world at the finger style. Yeah. You know, nylon string. It, it is unbelievable yeah. what he can do and the sound he gets. Yep. Uh, check him out. Um, number nine, we have the great Peter Bernstein. Oh yeah, I love him. I mean, this guy is as good as a jazz musician as you can get. Well, he's like the ninth best jazz guitarist ever, <laughs> apparently. The I mean, way we've <laughs> no, the, 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 this list isn't based on no, best at all. Not. But uh, you know, the, I when I think of Peter Bernstein, I think of the trio uh, with uh, Bill Stewart, Stewart yeah. and um, uh, Larry Golding. Larry Golding. Yep. Oh, AKA AKA <laughs> Hans Groener. Hans Groener. <laughs> Big shout out to Hans oh, from man. Austria. Larry Goldings is an amazing pianist and keyboardist, but Peter Bernstein, Larry Goldings, Bill Stewart, that trio is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, Bernstein is just like, you know, I mean, he has a cult like um, following among a particular style of, well, people that want to play like Peter Bernstein, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's certainly, I would say Herb Ellis is probably his biggest influence, I guess. Um, but, you know, Wes Montgomery, Benson, you know, he knows all that Benson jazz stuff really well. He's like a real kind of guitar historian, jazz historian, too. And just one of the nicest, smartest guys from a really interesting family. He grew up in a teeny little village. I don't know if you knew about this in New York called the Upper West Side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he grew up like in the 80s and he would talk about like he rarely went up to the Wait, 90s or the 70s. Or the 80s? <laughs> well, he both. Yeah, he grew up in the 80s. But I mean, he's such a new I remember the first time we were on the road uh, or we were on the road for a while, but we were in Bermuda doing a gig and we were going to like a big thing to go around on the island. You, the best way to get around is on a scooter, you know, so we we're going to all rent scooters and we were in there. It was like Brian Blade and Josh Redman, Chris Thomas, Paul Booth. Big shout out to Booth. And um, Bernstein was like, cool. He's like, I've never ridden one of these. And we were all like, 
I think I had and maybe Blade had, but not everyone. But they're like, oh, you can kind of figure it out. And then we're like about to rent them. And he almost wasn't able to because he didn't have a driver's license. Yeah. And we're like, dude, you don't know how to drive. He's like, no, not really. I never thought I'd leave Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can't really drive in New York. You got to be 30 to get your license. <laughs> Man, that, that is the best part about visiting New York or, or living in New York is the native, like, fourth fifth sixth generation new yorkers that like yeah there's nothing west of the hudson river that's right and there's nothing east of queens that's right <laughs> you know that's right I mean? that's, that's right. great no he talked about remember I, I think he said he moved from like the 80s i don't know if his parents were in the 80s or the 90s you know on the west side and then he moved to like the 70s and he was like whoa what? you know he kind of like left he was like love you guys see you at thanksgiving oh my <laughs> God. Uh, uh, yeah he moved he moved to the next town over the that's 70s right. <laughs> that's right um, so rounding our, our list, number 10 is a uh, great guitarist based in San Diego, California named Peter Sprague. That's right. Uh, open studio artist. Um, we got a little self-serving with the open studio artists. But, but you know what? These are great players. You, and, and, no, and, man. Sprague is slept on. Sprague is slept on. can play. This is kind of a nice little sleeper edition that we throw in for folks. that Because he's one. Like, if you're a guitar, you know, fairly in the guitar, you're going to know him. But, I mean, you could easily know all the other nine we listed and never even heard of Peter Sprague. But he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And on the West Coast, what's so cool about him and still about the West Coast scene, it's still kind of separate out there. You know, they're three hours behind with yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, they're about 30 years behind on the stop. No, so they're kidding. surfing <laughs> at the beach. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Peter Sprague is an incredible surfer. There you he go. lives two blocks from the beach in Southern California. Well, he, so he's a jazz musician in Southern California that also surfs. So yeah. he has my dream life. Is exactly. What exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, good. Yeah. So have we... Um, Talked about our rating and review system. How we're why would we do that? Well, we're we're lowering the bar due to a general summer malaise. No, that has we're not settled lowering the bar. Over. We still want seven to ten stars. I I don't care. I want five. I don't even want five. I will settle for five. Dude, five at the most. Are you feeling all right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Please leave us a rating review at iTunes. Yeah. Uh, go to youllhear.com to ask us a question or just pop in and say hi. You can leave us a voicemail. Um. We still have our we still have our mailing list. Uh, text thing we can go on what is it four four five two seven don't be throwing it out there if we don't know the number man come on man oh it's four 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 two 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 no 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 it is not that what is it it's it's maybe is it four and two it's probably four four two 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 four four two it's only five digits that's what it is four four two 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 i'm sure text you'll hear it to four four two 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 yeah and in the u.s in the u.s and you'll join our monday mailing list where we kind of mail out what's going to happen each week Yep. And also give you uh, occasionally some other tips and stuff like that. And Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the friendly mailing lists. It's not like the ones that hijack your JavaScript and take over your computer. Although we could try that. That would be fun. That would be an yeah. experiment. <laughs> we don't know how to do that, though. No, so, no. yeah. All right. Well, until next time, you'll hear it.